Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Guys, welcome to On My Block. This is our Super Bowl aftermath show. And uh, I just want everybody to notice that when we when I put together this this like pre-roll deal here this is for the Packers podcast, AG. Yeah. AG, welcome in. Yeah. Mon Green, Mon Green 30 for back to back at Mon Green 30. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, it's unhacked now. I, 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 I created a longer password so I wouldn't be figured out, I guess. I don't know what it was. When I no, I know that, what it was. I know what it was. They hacked me with like a very. It's because you're on, it's because you're a gamer. <laughs> you, you, you're hanging out with all the people with technology. No, none, it was, of, my, none of my buddies are, are getting hacked. No, man, it was somebody sent me this email that looked very legit to, from Twitter that I had to change some things about my account, and I Ooh. I fell for the banana in the tailpipe. That's what God, happened. They got, dude. Some of they that stuff's me. pretty. Some of that stuff's pretty legitimate. I got another one from Spotify just yesterday saying, "Hey, your Spotify your Spotify account needs this information." I mean, oh. it looked legit. I mean, I'm looking at the Spotify Spotify logo. I'm looking at the e, you know, everything in it. And I just like it don't feel good. I'm deleting it. Let me let me get through this read real quick because I'm then I'm gonna disclose something that's quite embarrassing. <laughs> okay. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL playoffs or playoffs are over. Yep. Super Bowl, post Super Bowl bets, post Super Bowl NBA, prospects for next NBA year. NBA All Star coming up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And great. all these trades. We got pro and college basketball, UFC, mixed martial arts, esports, and more. You always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. With live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable, BetOnline is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. So head to the website today or use your mobile device and join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. All right, before we get into anything else, because you just brought this up, the password hack, (laughs) I'm going to disclose something that I'm not proud of. Right. I'm sitting, this is a long time ago now, a long time uh, being probably five or six years. I'm waiting in line to pick up my kid in elementary school. Okay. And uh, I get a phone call from, it says IRS on it. Right. Which right off the, you know. Of course. It, IRS of course. is not going to say IRS, it's say Internal Revenue Service or something, right? <laughs> right. It said, it said IRS. So I picked up the phone and blah, 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 blah. I was... I was like not this close, but I was pretty close to giving these guys like a cre- like seven thousand dollars, like oh, by credit card. Right. I was this close, and I was like, and then the guys, I literally I can't remember exactly how it went, but they transferred. You know, like they basically they fished. They, you know, they got somebody fishing, yep. and once they were like, "Do got a sucker on the line?" They immediately transfer it to another person, right? Yep. So they transfer that, me to the other person because yeah. I'm I'm kind of like, oh, that's weird, you know, because like I've done. You know, I make enough mistakes with like a cat this or that or the other thing. Like, hey, I could have screwed up something. Right. So they get me on the airline with this guy, and uh, I'm like texting my wife, like texting like my business, you know, business partner. I'm like, what the hell? You know, who is this? And and they asked me like one of my my the, my business partner was like, get off the phone. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> so so I I start talking to this this new guy. And he said something, and I just literally started laughing out loud. And, <laughs> he's like. He's like, was something funny? I go, ah, you almost had me, man. You know what I mean? And he yeah, just hung, yeah. got pissed off and hung up. Yeah, but they, yeah. I was this close to to putting down the Amex on uh, yeah. on on the IRS phone call. Yeah, they get they get sneaky, man. They get real sneaky. You know, when they start to transfer you over, and I say the biggest thing you do is you keep asking. You you've come up with a question like, why is this? Why yo? Why are you calling me? And we're doing this right now. You know, I had one the other day and I said, you know, could you call me back tomorrow at two o'clock? <laughs> and they called me back. They called me back yesterday at two o'clock, too. So I'm like, I'm not sure if they're legit 
or not, but they're never legit <laughs> until the <laughs> cops show up. Like this one guy, they 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 threatened. Here's when I knew it was fake. Here's how I remember okay. now. Okay, they threatened that cops were the cops are going to come pick me up, and I said, "My I wife like, got that one. She's yeah, got that like, one." That's when I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah. they're going to come pick me up for for what now? You for know, what? For Seven thousand yeah. dollars? I don't think so. Yeah, for one hundred and five bucks? No, one hundred dollars? No. So yeah, be careful, be wary. Tune in podcast. Some- I gave, gave people helpful tips on not to get hacked because when I got hacked, I was I had to research some things. So check out the Gamers Lounge if, from if a few you, weeks ago. <laughs> if you would have if you would have kept that Amon Green's Gamers Lounge handle on your Twitter, you would never got hacked. Nobody, nobody <laughs> even write it down. Uh, possibility, possibility. So, You're right there. So uh, this week, there's been amongst other things we talked about the turf. Uh, there's yep. been a ton of a ton of commentary about this. I I, I only want to revisit it one more time because there's a guy called. Uh, the sod monster or the sod sod father he's like the the sod guy and he's like a huge chiefs fan he's the guy that installed the turf okay but what we found out earlier is patrick peterson was on a a show and obviously he played he was an arizona cardinal for years before he went to minnesota and he said here's here's what might happen he said this before the show if it's humid outside and they they bring it out and in or whatever and they transfer it and the paint it's going to be moist and it's going to be slippery because it's sweating yeah he called called, he called the shot yeah what i thought was interesting was there you know like there's a couple guys on you know every offensive lineman is all all of a sudden just just circus sealing uh the the kansas city chiefs tackles right 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 orlando brand jr and and andrew wiley which they played really well they played good it's not their fault. They're right? not but, bad players, right? No, that's, not, that's and that's not the narrative here at all, right? It's right. just Hassan Reddick has been on a tear, and it's like he couldn't, like he couldn't stand up. His shoes were so bad. But yeah, um, it, it it goes back to like it's not really the point of of you know whether you should have the right shoes on or this or that or if like people got hurt or didn't get hurt. The point is this is the biggest game of the year, and you guys didn't like. How did Patrick Peterson know? Two days prior to the game started, this is going to be a problem, and nobody else figured it out. Like that yeah. to me, it just it kind of goes back to we always you know we're always talking about you're trying to dress up a product that is inherently violent. You're trying to dress up a product that inher- has an, inherently has all these you're prone to injury and everything. Mm-hmm. And the thing, and you're putting all these rules in place, and we love the players and this and that, and like it's all the while it's like you're adding games to make revenue, yep. right? You don't you don't consider like the most important thing which is the surface they play on. Correct. Just a little stuff like that. I'm just always like and I'm cynical as hell. Like I I, I know, but this was this again was just egregious because I really did I think it was a bigger it had a bigger effect on the game than anybody really wants to talk about. Yeah, I mean, we saw it cuz we're pros. We we know what to look at and to see that always happen and you know, I'm looking at running backs, I'm looking at uh, wide receivers coming off their breaks and you see the D-line and O-line matchups and mm-hmm. seeing how, you know, I know when a running back has made a false step and making a cut, you know, if he's cutting off his back foot and he goes down and say for what we saw with Hassan Reddick and, and Sweat coming off the edge, they trying to cut that corner, then all of a sudden, poop they're on the ground and then Wiley all they got to do is just fall and flop on top of them and job done and then uh Pat Mahomes has a little bit more time to throw the ball so so it's interesting so the Kansas City Chiefs had the parade Pat Mahomes was he had tied a couple off yeah I've seen video of him or during and after uh Pachanko dancing having a little little shindig uh only one I thought I would see on social media would be Travis Kelsey, because he's the one that's always dancing, always and he, celebrating. And he you know? did, like he listen. There's two things that he did. He called a. He's, he's just doubling down on like nobody thought the Chiefs are going to win. Which right. I don't know how that was a narrative. Like I don't know where he's living, but I the Chiefs, you know, were it point and a half underdog in the Super Bowl. It was, right. it certainly, it certainly isn't a situation where nobody thinks they're going to win. But but better than that, I don't know if you saw it. This dude's wearing a a chain with a Bud Light can on it. And I'm talking like, it's like, it's a piece of jewelry. It's, it wasn't oh, like- Oh, Travis? A, yeah, it wasn't like literally oh, like no. I would be, like I would have an aluminum Bud Light can that I- Right, something fake, you just put and, it together. And, and put, a, put a piece of string through it, right? Right. Like real class. Like this was a legitimate piece of jewelry, Bud Light chain. It was nice. Oh man, I got nice. I, I, Hopefully somebody took a picture of it or he posted it. Oh yeah, I, there it is. I see uh, it. Yep. Pat Mahomes says they can run it back. He said they'll be there next year. What do you think? Well, okay, let's start with this. Yeah. If they if they run to run it back, what are the biggest roadblocks? What just in in general, what are the biggest roadblocks for these teams? Um, the biggest roadblock what I fit, what I experienced and what I've seen as a fan because the teams I was on, I'll say for me it was college. We were able to 
to, you know, we won the national title freshman year, my freshman year, but then those guys coming back from my senior year in high school, Tommy Furs and all those guys here, even though it's a different level, but it's still high, high in football called D1 football back in 1995. Something that I realized they did, they didn't get stuck in the past. They weren't stayed thinking it, they stayed hungry. And Coach Osborne, the like coaching staff, they kept that those guys hungry. And so when I came in, they just basically said to me, hey, freshman, we're going to give you an opportunity to play. Just do you do you do your job. Don't mess up and run. the You know, do this with the ball, what have you. And then every, the, the scene, Tommy, um, uh, Aaron Graham, Aaron Taylor. Those are our leaders mm-hmm. on offense. Mike Mentor, uh, Tony Velan, Phil, uh, Phil, uh, uh, Phil Coleman, uh, Doug Coleman. Sorry, Phil Ellis, Doug Coleman. Those are our leaders on defense. Mm-hmm. It had not changed. So whatever. What they did in 1994, before I got there, they basically recopied it for 1995. So my freshman yeah. year coming in, it was same. We weren't thinking about that Super Bowl and I or think that's, uh, that national title where they beat Miami in Miami. That was in the past. We were looking. I think that's, I think that's so impressive too because yeah. back then, I mean, let's just call it what it was. Like it was a lot harder to play football back then. A lot, yes. It, it was, was a more violent game. But yep. it, let's not even talk about on the field on the game day i mean like practices everything was just harder like you just yes. hit more everything was hard and and sometimes yes. when we start talking about like our team's able to stay hungry and you see a guy like pat mahomes like pat mahomes has his eyes on brady like he wants to be considered the greatest yes. of all time yeah so he's going to lead that team but and, and so they're going to be like when we say hungry but the other part of that is like they're not as beat up and even though the season is longer and all right. like like and and I'm not trying to dismiss. This is a very very hard sport to play. Yeah. But let's face facts, man. The reason that all these guys can play longer than, than we could is because we were beating the hell out of each other every Wednesday and every Thursday. Every day. Like, this is this is a completely different um, scenario. But to your point, like the leadership, Andy Reid, having been there now for thirty plus years. Yep. Airbnb. Mahomes. Like Pat these guys. Have, these guys have won two now. They've been to five AFC championships in five years. They have a program and a process that mm-hmm. they know works. And I think one thing that's that's paying for them, although it's not fair, is like they still have the enemy for whatever reason, yep. right? They're they're they they still have spags. For I mean, they're they're not like the Eagles who lost both their guys. Correct. So they're the leadership structures in place. Here's what's going to get interesting. They got some free agents they got to figure out. Mm. Orlando Brown Jr. left tackle. Andrew Wiley right tackle. Now they could tag them. They could sign them to long term. Do you think they're valuable enough to sign a lot? like? Andrew Wiley was is a is a guy is a homegrown talent that's been there, has played different positions, right. has been a swing tackle, has been a swing guard, is now starting, played played like well enough in that game where you're like, okay. Cause he it, it's not like Correct. statistically either of these guys had great seasons, but they played really, really well when it mattered most. Um and he's probably not gonna command like he's not gonna be a twenty million dollar guy. So like I think he's kind of the the no brainer. The yeah. Orlando Brown Jr. one, Orlando Brown Jr. might think he's, and I don't agree with this. I do think he's a really good player, and I think he's super physical, and I think he brings that to that team, uh, just like his dad did, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that he's in the top tier echelon of tackles. And so if he's going to say to the Chiefs, you need to pay me $25, $22, $20 yeah, million a year. The Chiefs can do whatever they want, and you know there's not a lot of good tackles out there. So maybe they're like, "Dude, we'll go ahead and pay you. It doesn't matter." But it has to be a consideration. It has to be a consideration because they have been there for a long time. You already you said it. I said that value of being there, mm-hmm. where then they're not. When I say they, the team, the coaching staff, and the and the rest of the players are not breaking in two new players or more new players because of free agency. When you could keep the nucleus of a team. That especially took you offensive to, line, right? Just especially the offensive line. Yeah. You know, between offensive line, D-line, defensive backfields, or mm-hmm. core of wide receivers, mm-hmm. and then a quarterback, you could keep those and a running. It's all you keep the nucleus, mm-hmm. one or two by you just uh, every position. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, <laughs> well, it, it, but, to it, your, it, but to your point, Juju and McCauley Harmon, all these they yeah. could be gone. True. So, I mean, and, so, and the thing and, that I say that's the one position for this yeah. team that if it yeah. does change, it's no big deal. Because we already saw what happened with Tyreek Hill leaving. And, they, and free agency is going to allow us to bring in guys like we don't correct. even know who's really going to be available exactly right now. and Not a month yet. from now we might be like oh you we, know and they could pick up alan lazard and go oh, okay we'll just bring all the packers guys over here and win might as well marquez got a ring now so yeah so that's the one position i'll say i was just throwing off the top of my head but now as i think about it more wide receiver is only position that can be um picked apart and then re re put put back together 
with a different a different crew because the quarterback, as we know, he has no problem going to multiple targets in every single game. There is no favorite. We know a favorite guy is Travis Kelsey, but right. when he knows the defense knows that, he's going to do whatever he's done with the ball, and we saw it this season. Andy and Eric do such a good job of getting everybody open and, and creating opportunities. Yes. It's like it's like Kurt Warner says it the best. Like when you look at when you watch something on t- on, on on TV or you, then you rewatch it on Twitter or whatever, and you see all these experts. Like Kurt Warner says it the best. Like we're not trying to get everybody open. We're trying to get one person open on this play. That's what, that's, that's what people don't don't necessarily understand. When we run all these different routes, all these patterns, formations, personnel groupings, motions, it's to usually get one person open or to say it another way it's to leverage one person on the defense that's going mm-hmm. to allow us to make a read to get yep. that one person who's open the ball yeah, um, find the, and, the massive, and that doesn't the have to be problem. travis kelsey right that's what they i think that's what they do as well as anybody else in the league yeah and find the matchup problem you know that's so, what they do so having said that who do you think just giving weighing all the factors like who's got a better chance of running this back at least getting back to the super bowl is it kc or is it philly that's easy for me right now with the changeover in Philly already. Yeah, yeah. KC. I mean, when you have the OC and DC already, like, I didn't even realize both OCs were, or both coordinators were gone. I thought just the OC went to Arizona. Then I heard later that the DC went, uh, I can't remember where he went, but he's gone too. Gannon's, you know? Gannon's in Arizona. Air, air, and and yep. Steichen's in, uh, in Colts. Shano's with the Colts. Colts. Okay. So it was the Colts. So yeah, when I'm, I'm like, man, I'm like, not even a week. Can you two days. imagine? So Spags, so Spags and Biennemi. Yeah. Okay. Still there. When Bienemy drops thirty-eight, I know he's got Pat Mahomes, but dude, you know it's like you drop thirty-eight and you yeah. won again, and it's five AFC championships in a row. What? I, let's just have a an honest conversation about something, dude. Okay. What? What the hell is going on? Like with Bienemy? Is there? There's got to be some. Is he a bad interviewer? Because it's not like it can't. I, I know I don't, don't want to be insensitive, but there's no way it's just because like the color of his skin at this point, it has to be at least and something it else, was, right? It was it was uh I was talking about this with somebody. I think it was uh I think it was Gilbert and Dorsey we talked okay. about and it was they reminded me of something that happened. I think he had a domestic thing in the last in Colorado, five years. Yeah, but was that it, was Colorado. Was it like, Colorado? When, yeah, dude, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, and uh, I mean, that was the only thing that popped up. I thought it was recently than that. I didn't no. know it was 20 years ago. No, if it was 20, 20 years, years ago. Yeah, that's that's then. So it was ridiculous. Because they, they brought that up last time. He didn't get any jobs. And that's you know? and that's terrible. And that's sad. You know, you, you speak in, in, in the case of I me. Mean, I'm, I'm a victim of that. You know, the, the situation happened with me and my youngest daughter. twenty. That was 2017. And I've said yeah. to every person that's questioned me on that. I said, hey, I'm coaching at a D3 school right now. Now, if I had if that school. If it was a problem with me being around young adults, mm-hmm. why would I be coaching kids right now? Right. And now I'm at the University of Nebraska. I'll say the same thing because they're saying, well, you well, you need to, you know, speak out. And I was like, I do speak out. I talk about it. I, I explain what happened. And then I moved on. Don't if you know people tell you what you should be doing? Right. And I'm like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, 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 I'm in my business. Thank you. Right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm 40. Right. I'm a man. I'm a grown ass man. So for that situation, for Eric, it's unfortunate. It may still, which is sad, it still ties back to the color of his skin and the knowledge that people may think he may not have and, and own, which obviously he does because we've seen him. You already said the stats. I don't need to repeat them. Yeah. And so people are still stuck in there. That's why we got to have this rule. That's why we got to push it to like have taxes put on it. You don't do the rule. You don't, you know, the Rooney rule and all that properly. You're going to get a hit. You're going to take some draft picks away or whatever. Find something to discipline these teams, the owners, because the owners are the ones doing it, making the decisions and right. going quickly through the process. Oh, let me just get this guy out the way until I can hire my guy next. That, that, that's that kind of how, how they're going through everything. The only thing that I can think of, <clears throat> and it, it's not a legitimate excuse or whatever. It's just, right. it's just I, it, it, some of this is just how the world works, right? So let's just, the only thing I can think of is this scenario. He interviews, it doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. Or the or he interviews and they just decide they like somebody else better. And I'm talking about five years ago now, or four years ago, or three, whenever. Correct. And and now a lot of these teams, like you know, most of these guys' turnovers like within two or three years. Head yes. coaches, right? Yeah. So let's see, they're just going through the same. Now the same owners are looking at the same people. A lot of these guys year over might year go, might go. Well, I already interviewed him. I'm not going to interview him again. And. And I don't know how many if we if we sit here and look at it, like how many people does that apply to? Does that apply to Rex Ryan? Does that apply to Spags? 
Is that, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, but it, it's almost as it's like, we'll talk about this later, but like low key, like Brian Flores, like he was a winner in Miami and they got rid of him because he was in a fight with Chris Greer, the general manager. Yeah. I I remember that difference of opinion about Tua. Yep. But then he files the lawsuit and everything. And it's like, Dude, he's sneaky. Just got picked up by the as DC by the for the Vikings. It might be the best hire of the offseason. That's a problem. Yeah, it might be the best hire of the offseason. But like that dude should be a head coach. And like no disrespect to anybody who just got a head coaching job. And we'll go through the list later. Mm-hmm. But let's be honest. Like Eric Bieniemy and and like when I think of Brian Flores, like because I just because I know dudes in that building, they loved. I'm not. I'm on. Yeah. They loved him. I mean, they respected him so much, and the fact that that dude was an assistant on Tomlin's, you know, uh, staff. Right. And now just got a DC job when he should probably be a, a, still be a head coach. Correct. The whole thing is, the whole thing sucks. Yeah, but. it sucks. But like I said, for the Vikings, they're going to be a problem. <laughs> it's going to still be interesting in NFC North, especially if we, knew, we, we know the person, we know who goes to New York or San Francisco or Oakland. <laughs> we're, ta- we're still talking about the, the, the Chiefs. You look at like, some hurdles they got to get over because the AFC stacked, yeah. right? And so yeah, you look at, it's just crazy. You, you look at the AFC fast. Well, it's quarterbacks, you know, quarterback yeah. the league now, right? So it's amazing. Yeah, it's interesting. The, when you look at the AFC West, they got to get through there again. Chargers, they have Justin Herbert. They have they have Joey Bosa. They yeah. have Khalil Mack, right? Mm-hmm. But they still have Brandon Staley. Yeah, Brand, and Brandon Staley. Everybody thought he was going to get fired on the plane flight home after blowing that twenty-seven point lead to the Jaguars. He's still there. They just brought in a new DC, so we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, Kelly. Um, oh no, that's they, OC. Raiders don't have a quarterback right now. We don't know what they're nope. going to happen. They don't have any kind of defense. I looked over the roster. I mean, they have Max Crosby and Chandler Jones didn't have a great that's, year, but Chandler right. Jones is still Chandler Jones. Yep. I don't even reckon you don't even recognize names on their defense, and that's maybe I'm just a casual fan, and that's why. But they don't really have like dudes on defense. They, they need a full yeah. on. You're not going to win a championship there with that defense. Is my point. Broncos have Peyton now, Sean Peyton, but I think I'm just Russell Wilson. I think Sean Peyton and Russell Wilson will probably get well, get along well together. Yeah. I don't. I just don't know um, how fast it's gonna it, or how long that's gonna take. And like Sean Peyton again is one of those guys where you're gonna as as good a career as you had with Drew Brees in, in mm-hmm. New Orleans, you're gonna have to go ahead and prove it to me again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just like because if you start putting stats up and, and just take away narratives, look at objective measures. Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton are very, very similar, right? And every everybody thinks you know Mike McCarthy's not this and that, and it's like, yeah, you got to show up. It's yeah, just, man, you, you know, just got, as it's a player, Super Bowl and one Super Bowl, you know. And so, yeah. if I'm the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm feeling pretty good about all this stuff. The, the, very good. The, the thing that I'm not feeling good about, if I'm the Chiefs, is Joe Burrow kept his entire the entire coaching staff still there. Their line's gonna get, you know, their line's gonna be better. Yeah. And they they have to think about. There's a couple free agents. They got Jesse Bates and Von Bell safeties mm-hmm. that they got to re- think about resigning, which they yeah. probably should because they played at high level. And then they got Hayden Hurst at tight end. Uh, yeah. Perrine's got Perrine's got is a free agent. He's a he's the the backup running back. Right. Yep. You know. Um, they're looking like that team's there, man. They're, they're, it every, is. The core, like you said, the core components of that team pretty solid and they're going to be there for a minute so yeah and their defense like it they it was a difference from last year super bowl run to this year mm-hmm. you know getting through the playoffs for the Bengals. so they just had a one you know one or two plays difference in that chiefs games and we could be you know it's a chiefs and uh philadelphia matchup you know our, our Bengals and Cincinnati or Bengals and eagles matchups in, in this game and there's another there's another name and look it's all trendy right because if if joe burrow doesn't show up in the bank with for the Bengals two years ago that whole staff's fired. Yeah. Zach Taylor was on the hot seat. Everyone's going to get fired. But he's there. They're not. Everything's mm-hmm. looking great. Mm-hmm. And Lou Anarumo has done a phenomenal job with the Cincinnati Bengals defense. And I don't see Lou Anarumo getting any uh, head coach looks either. And mm-hmm. I know Lou. Like, Lou, Lou, Lou would be a good head coach. You know, he's got a very easy demeanor. Mm-hmm. Very businesslike. Players love him. Have a ton of respect for him. They, he he likes to develop guys from a mental standpoint as well as on the field. Yep, that's he, a good you know, coach right there. Yeah, I mean he's got he's got what you want in a, in a head coach. I don't see him getting any of you. So again, maybe it's an age thing. Maybe it's turning to a couple different factors, but it's right. it, it is all interesting. 
<laughs> you look at the rest. Of, you look at the rest of the AFC, and you look at like the AFC East, the Bill, the, the Bills, the Dolphins, and the, and and the Jets all have reasons to be excited in yep. that division. Uh, the Patriots just hired Adrian Clement, offensive line, which I love, his offensive line coach. Mm-hmm. But uh, they and they and I know Mac Jones is looking to run it back now that he's got what he thinks is you know going to be a good offensive staff behind him. <laughs> yeah. And and then uh, the AFC South, man, like Texans got D'Amico, but he's not going to win for a couple years. The Col- yeah, he has some time. The rest, the rest of those teams are all kind of level right now. Shano's going to do, I think, a good job with the Colts. Um, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be. The Jags are probably in the driver's seat right now just yeah, because with of Doug, their quarterback. Doug and Travis. Yeah, or uh, and, uh, Trevor, excuse me. Doug and Trevor. And then and then the Titans, like Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's teams are always well-coached and play hard. Is Ryan Tannehill going to be the – I mean, there's just – there's a lot of questions there. But, like, I'm not making any – except for Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. I just don't feel like there's anything definitive – in the AFC anymore where you're like, everyone's saying it's murderer's row and, and it's right, but like Josh right. Allen kind of dropped down a little bit. Yeah. And I think the Dolphins are stepping up and I think the Jets, if the Jets get Aaron, that's a whole diff- different ball of yard, yep. right? Yep, so, whole different ball game now. But, but until, but except for those guys, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at the Chiefs. I feel the same way you do. I think Philly's got, Philly could have nine new starters on, on their team next year. Yeah. They could lose nine guys. I mean, the number, if you look at Philly's free agent list, man, it is, it's like, it's Fletcher Cox, Robert Quinn, Brandon Graham, Javon Hardgrave, Jason Kelsey, Mm. James Bradbury, Isaac Similao. Those are the first, so the top eight right there, Nadamika too, Linville Joe, I mean, Boston Scott, Zach Pascal, TJ Edwards, Miles Sanders. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Wow, bro, they're all. They, that's not good. That's a lot. That's a that's lot, a lot of, of conversations and, they have to have. <laughs> and if I'm if I'm just looking it through this right now, if it's me, right? Fletcher Cox probably wants to stay. He's a Philly for life. He'll go in the yeah. Hall of Fame as a Philly. So Graham too. Stay. I'll say Graham, Graham too. Graham, Graham might stay. And Kelsey. Javon, Javon Hargrave is going to leave. Yeah. Potentially. Kel- if Kelsey yeah. plays, he'll stay. James Bradbury's probably going to leave. Some allow uh now Isaac Isaac should stay because their line's so good and that's he's not gonna get better coaching and better system. Right. But he'll probably leave because he's I'm guessing he's projected to make somewhere in the vicinity of twelve to thirteen million. Where he goes on the free agent market, he'll make he'll make seventeen. Mm-hmm. He'll he'll get like Brandon Scherf money. Because because yeah. he'll he'll be the top guy. Um dude, Chauncey Garner I mean can we get Chauncey Garner Johnson to come up to Green Bay? Ooh. Hey, he already played in a cold place before, a little colder, but got potential. I say if it looks good to him, you know, by that time we'll know where where Aaron's at and we'll see where other players are, um, free agency for Green Bay that are there or not there. So that's a dude that can play he can play nickel slot, he can play safety. He's I mean, he's exactly like he's exactly what this team needs as far as that that plug and play reliable safety right now. He's twenty five mm-hmm. years old. He's going to get, I mean, he's going to back up the truck, man, but might as well back it up in, in Wisconsin, man. State taxes aren't that exactly. bad. You earned, you earned it. Six and a half percent. Not bad. <laughs> hey, let me ask you this. Yeah. What does, so when we talk about the media and everyone's talking about like is Mahomes on the Mount Rushmore and everything, when we talk about, and just give us perspective of, of yeah. the athlete. We're sitting around and, and do, how much does like winning a championship go into how we think about guys like give you i'll give you my perspective but you give give the audience yours first yeah i i mean like my perspective of pat mahomes hasn't changed because this is what i've seen him doing because of the preparation because he loves the process like we do i could tell by the stuff he goes through in the off season how he does you know gets his body ready to play the way he talks in interviews that's just nothing just for the conversation that's how he talks Every time, you know, when he's talking to his teammates, when he's talking in the offseason, you know, preparing himself every year from year one when he took over when uh, Alex Smith after he got hurt. touchdowns. Yep. Yeah. From year one, I knew this kid had it. So to me, it's, to be honest, it's no surprise. I said it's just got to be he's got to be mindful of his mistakes because we, we saw a few years ago where some of his bad throws and got him out of the game, got the team out of the game, you know, got him out of the push to the Super Bowl. But the the ceiling is high for Pat, and I I see anything that he's going to do physically on that football field, he's going to be capable of because it's comparable to a a young. Um, we go to another sport, 
Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, where they just they just do things. <laughs> they do things because they put the work in and you know they're putting the work in. Like you knew Kobe was putting work in. You knew Michael Jordan. And then Michael Jordan was a type of athlete where if you tested him, you said, oh, you can't do it. If the media said, oh, Michael Chad, Michael Jordan cannot be a defensive player. He's just a one-sided shooter. Da, 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 da. And then what happens? He becomes defensive player of the year. So Pat Mahomes, he's kind of in that. He's in that conversation. But for whatever he does for me, it's like I knew I knew he could do it because he has the mindset. I'll, I'd say it this way, right? Let's because we can talk about Pat. You can talk about really any position, any player, mm -hmm. situation. I think that we are extremely envious of people who play on championship teams. I think that there is a level of respect because we yeah. have played like we've even though <clears throat> you and I don't have a Super Bowl ring, we've played in big games, yes. NFC championships, playoff, you know, second round, every, and we know how um, it is how easy it is to perform poorly and how many people you see perform yeah. poorly under the lights. Mm -hmm. And so to show up and play and to be ready to play, I I personally have a ton of time for guys like I remember I always remember like Joe Andrusi. I don't know yeah. if you were there with Joey, but jo I was Joey, there. For, uh, he was there in two thousand and two thousand one. Yeah, so Joey gets Joey gets cut in training camp, and goes to New England and wins goes to New England. Yeah, wins three Super Bowls and is yep. a starting right guard. And I just remember, and you know, I always think about like Mike Vrabel and, and William, William McGinnis, like guys I had to play against with Vince Wolfork. Like you put them on other teams, I still think they're good players, but because they were with that team and they were winning that many championships, like mm -hmm. you do look at them a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I have, Especially a, if they were contributors. Yeah. Contributors. And I have like a respect. It's more respect for me because mm -hmm. I just see, cause I know the effort, the work, the time, like you said, the process that goes into getting to that game, getting through the AFC NFC championship game, getting to the, to qualify for the playoffs. That's all very rough. And regardless of the rule changes now, it's still mental, drag on you because you know you got to go through things and so to see see what he's doing to see what the players on that team are doing together collectively is just an older respect because like i said the pro it's all about the process and i love it and I, they understand it and then having everybody on the same page from the coaching staff on down i say ownership coaching staff on down to the players what they want to do in that uh building down in arrowhead they've been and they they've been doing it for the last five six five more than five years because it started when andy reed got there 10 i mean i i, it, I just got i'm reminded that it's been over 10 years he's been there it's like man just just knowing that man alex smith for years wow man. yeah it's just he's been there for that long uh weathered some storms because he had you know athletes situations pop up yeah. and just being the guy the person he is as a coach and a human being was able to manage that weather that storm to keep coaching and staying on tra on track of where now they are at right now. Super Bowl uh, perennial and the dynasty has been talked you know with them, which is they're, they're right there. They've earned it. When it comes to, I think when it comes to like locker room talk, um, I think the bottom <clears throat> line for us is we really don't sit there and care if the guy played in the Super Bowl or not when we're thinking about ranking players. Right? No. like we don't sit there and go, no. Nope. Well, Mahomes has to. Media win does that. Yeah, for that's just it's just not for, and it's not like a bad thing. I'm glad that people have fun with it, but we just don't think about it that way. Like, no. if you ask me to rank who the best tackles are in the league, none of them play on the championship team, or none, actually none of them have Super Bowl rings. Now that I'm thinking about it. Best guards right. in the league, the same thing. Like, they, it has not, one has nothing to do with the other because yep. we know it's nope. a, we know it's a team sport, and I, and maybe and maybe they have that conversation with quarterbacks because they are the face of the franchise. Maybe it yeah. just means a little bit more because it is a quarterback driven league. But it always is interesting to me because it's like. I have, you know, it's like, why, why do you have Brady and and and, uh, and Joe Montana up there? And it's like, well, Brady did win, you know, every time, every time you want to say anything about Brady, well, he's not the best regular season quarterback, but not the best playoff quarterback. He's like, well, he does have seven Super Bowl rings. He is a winner. And like, I think for you and me, at least, when you think about, um, when you start categorizing people, mm -hmm. that, that, that word, like he's a winner. That probably carries more weight than anything else. Like, is he yes. a great athlete? Is he this? You know, it, is he a winner? Just like, does he win? Yes, Where that he, matters a lot, man. Yeah, it does. And when when you say is he a winner, that means you could put him in the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. and he's they going and that and then whoever he's around, if they weren't winning, they didn't have the program that was on track then, and it gets right with him there. He's that type of player. That's who you want on your team. You know, those okay. are the type of players you want on, in your locker room as a coach. And as a player, that's what you want in there. You want guys that's going to figure it out, 
with what they got, who's around them. You're like, you know what? We're going to, all right, I get to know you. You get to know me. This is how I work. You work like this. Now we got to work together to do this. We got a goal. We want to win a championship. And then when you have that, things work out. Well said. Let's let's switch gears here real quick. We, so we have a yep. couple. We have one, two, three, four, five new head coaches and a bunch of coordinators. I yes. want to go through this list. Tell me who you think the best hire was this offseason. Man. With the Broncos. Gannon with the Cards. Shano Max Steichen with the Colts. Frank Wright with the Panthers. D'Amico Ryans with Houston. I would say Who's the of, best and why? I say the best right there, just because of experience and what he's done already, is Sean Payton. Um, he's a Super Bowl winning coach. He's been, you know, he was at New Orleans for 10 plus years mm -hmm. and knows where he has to, <clears throat> as a head coach, you got to marry yourself with the quarterback and the OC. And, you know, even if he's more of the play caller than the, the person who coordinates the offense, but you got to have that relationship to where you could push and pull and tug on each other to find out how we're going to win this game. You know, when the game counts or we got a good defense or we got a good D line that stops the run and now we got a pass or we got a good back uh, back end that has a good defensive backs. And now we got to run the ball more to make those adjustments, to be open to that and always be you know willing to be critiqued by your peers as a head coach. So he's been down that road he, and he had a lot of great teams. And so I'll say, Sean, I say right now for that, because all the other coaches, you know, like was it station is how you say his name station um, first year coach, you know, first year is always tough. You know, they do have magical seasons. You know, we saw that with Soriani this year. We saw that with uh, O'Donnell. Sh Shano's a good quarterback coach, man. Right. We saw that with O'Donnell this have, year. They don't have a quarterback, so right. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Like yeah, this. we saw that with O'Donnell in Minnesota this year. First year coach, boom, you know, this won a division. So mm -hmm. you have those success stories. That's but... an indictment of Mike Tomlin, though. <laughs> I mean, not Mike Tomlin. Uh, oh, uh, uh, who? Jesus, not Mike Tomlin. What was his name? Come on, Zimmer. Oh Zimmer, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. yeah. I mean, good. I mean, tough, tough coach, but just couldn't couldn't figure it out. Oh, um, Peyton's good because he's got. I mean, he's Bill Parcells, right? He's Bill Parcells' tree. So yeah, that's he oh, coach, he's yeah. coach the that's same right. way. So it's like I forgot that it's Russell Wilson's gonna have to like Russell Wilson last get year held accountable would, would not do well with Bill Parcells. So it'll be oh, interesting to 100%. see how that works. I'm 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 super interested in that dynamic. Yep. Me personally, Frank Reich. While I don't like, I don't. I think there should be a two-year moratorium on head coaches or new head coaches and get jobs. Yeah, I think the staff that he has around him is 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 good. They don't really have an answer at quarterback. I think D'Amico, like I'm thrilled that D'Amico Ryan's me too. Head coach, I'm super like, excited. I can't wait to see what what kind of staff he puts. I just know he, I didn't say this name because he has work to do. <laughs> well, I, I mean, look, <laughs> if, he go, if they go to twenty fifth place, they're better than thirty second. True. Right? So if they so, increase. Yeah, two in, uh, inches an inch. I'll take an inch. And they're know. in a division where you could you can make up some ground, quite you frankly. Could. But the you one could. that does the one that I don't get, I just and I, I don't get Jonathan Gannon going to the cards. Like you, you have a a quarterback who's got a reputation and not a good one in the yeah. way he behaves. Talking about uh, Kyler, yes. Okay, and you bring in a young, inexperienced defensive head coach. I don't. I, it's now that could be a genius move if he goes all of Sean McVay, and I know he's not 32, but if he goes all of Sean McVay and goes hired whatever the equivalent of Wade Phillips is as offensive coordinator. Right. When, when Sean went to LA, hired 80 year old Wade, that was a genius move. I feel like Jonathan Gannon needs to do something similar on the offensive side of the ball where it's like you're going to be the head coach of the offense and whatever you say goes. And like mm -hmm. you got to deal with whatever mess they've created down there with the contracts and the and the whining and the, the yeah. shoulder shrugging all all of it they got to figure it out yeah gonna be some work that process right. has started <clears throat> i think what's more maybe more interesting is some of the coordinator moves this year right yeah pat pat's go to uh get bill o'brien out of alabama okay so he's his career's being resurrected yeah he know, was with the texans and now yep, he went back to college you know, he right? had a good he had good years with the texans then he got general manager duties and just and same thing happened to sherm we know that that yeah. road unfortunately nathaniel yeah. hackett goes to the jets i think they're doing it so they can get aaron Rodgers. we'll see we'll see Mike LaFleur goes from the jets to the rams sean mcveigh calls the plays i think this is a rehab job you know, if we're just yeah. calling it what it is. Salah let, 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 let LaFleur's brother go now, except not to the Packers. <laughs> Brian Schottenheimer uh, is going to Dallas. Mike McCarthy's calling plays. This is the, this, It's this, always going to be is, that way. This is the Mike's last stand deal. He uh, got rid of his entire, damn yeah. his entire offensive staff. Yeah. 
who knows why someone's you know someone's got to pay the piper when jerry's here's the interesting thing about the dallas cowboys and and michael who said this oh i think shannon sharp said this a couple days ago Mm -hmm. he was talking about how tom brady couldn't go to the cowboys because jerry jones can't stand anybody else but jerry jones being the face of the franchise and i and i you know and then you went like oh wait he's right because since think about it yeah since since they were winning with with Irvin and Aikman and Emmett, yeah, Jerry Jones has always that's why he that's why he fired Jerry, Jimmy Johnson. Well, J- Jimmy was like, I, I went out. He's like, get me out of here. He knew that too because he knew but him all since these college. other coaches. Every other coach they brought him, they've never brought in a personality that's bigger than than Jerry's. You true? It's not. It's nuts to think about. It's true. Yeah, he's right. Titans. Titans have uh, brought in Tim Kelly to be their OC. Uh, Bobby Slovic is going to be the Texans OC. Now he was the run coordinator or the pass coordinator for the Niners. So he's a D'Amico Ryan's guy. I mean, they, they were okay. coaching together. Got it. Um, Brian Johnson's going to step up and be the Eagles OC. He was the quarterback's coach. It's okay. probably a good thing. Arizona, yep. that's what we're just talking about. Question no mark. idea. Yep. Coma- uh, now, Eric Bienmi's getting a chance maybe to call plays with the commanders. Dude, I, I'm just going to lean back on what you said on Monday. If I'm Eric Bieniemy, I'm not going anywhere now. <laughs> no, I'm not going to the Commanders. No, especially year to year. no. I mean, I will go somewhere. It's going to be a playoff team, 100. percent That has been. There's no other. I mean, the yeah. jobs. There's no job. No, I know. I'm just saying, if it was yeah. open, that's where I'm yeah. going. I'm going to a playoff contender. I'm not going. So I'm not taking a step down. Okay, this is so. This is the one that I'd ask you about then, and I think this is a good hire. They brought in Todd Munkin from Georgia to call the plays for for the Ravens, and I guess I'm assuming that's going to be tough. That I'm assuming that Lamar Jackson is part of that conversation. They, that, that it was rumored that Lamar Jackson had positive input about Todd Munkin going to going to the Ravens. Okay, and that's an OC. He's an OC. He's going to be the OC. Okay. Now, for me, if if I was the Ravens, mm-hmm. I would have said, "Okay, Eric Bieniemy, do you want to call the plays?" I, that would have right. been the that would have been the one spot this offseason if it wasn't a head coaching job. Yeah. And I still don't know if I'd leave. But that would have been very compelling. It would have been. It would have been because of Lamar, just because of Lamar. Exactly. Jackson, right? You have a talent that you just, you know, you have some a similar ta- you have a actually a little better talent, obviously, but now you go into another talent that you could now develop. Um Tom Todd Mocking coming from the college level, that's gonna be some adjusting for him. Um, just be, even though he's bringing an offense that's going to have run RPO app options for the quarterback, which Lamar knows, but the college level is still going to be some transitioning bumps in the road for him, getting used to the players, being grown men instead of college players. Even though Nick Saban runs his program like an NFL team, it's still going to be some adjustments. So that's going to be interesting. The good, the good news is at the coordinator position, you don't have quite the interaction. Yeah, you, we've we've been in those rooms. You just have your like, group. You're like, bro, you're too much of a rah rah guy. You can't. This is this isn't college. Yeah. Um, these we are the two biggest. This is the biggest that. one though. Brian Flores to Minnesota. Brian Flores to Minnesota. Brian Flores is yes. a is a really good defensive coordinator. He's a great head coach. He's a really good defensive coordinator. They have talent. Oh, like this is nobody's a problem. talking about this man. This isn't the NFC North is an issue next year. A problem, especially if I say even if I mean. It's gonna be worse if Aaron leaves, but if he stays, it's still a problem. Because like the Lions are the Lions are only getting better. They're getting better now. And so, yeah, between Detroit, between the and the Bears, the Bears are just shooting themselves in the foot. They're just well, listening to the media. You know, if Justin, they actually Justin Fields is gonna be a, I think he could be a lead quarterback. They better they better put some people around him. They better stop talking about trading him Trade, I do it's the what? dumbest th- I'm it's like you know that is this is literally this is like playing this is what the media turned into this is like telephone yeah. one person said that one day and one. you know it's like oh we got to talk about it's it. a virus now it's like everybody's and they're really considering it and it's like I we don't know if they're this is thing yeah. we don't know if they're considering there'd be fools to consider it they would be Bryce 100%. Young over Justin Fields no, put no. him stand them next to each other exactly they're two different athletes, physically built. Let's just start there. Bryce Young, Bryce Young looks like you could steal his lunch money, and I think he's going to be a great quarterback. But he's not. He's going. He's yeah. going to get hurt, man. They had you uh, put him in that kind of offense. Yeah, that offensive line. No, forget it. It's not there. It's not Steve there. Wilkes. Steve Wilkes doesn't get the head coaching job. This is the one I. I as You're a not Panther, happy, bro. Yeah. Oh, my, it's just furious that he didn't get that job. But goes to the Niners as DC. He'll hopefully. Because he got hosed in Arizona. He got the one-year hose yeah, job. that's true. With, right? Before kills Bear. And, and they bring Kingsbury, who Kingsbury, didn't, even have su- Kingsbury. didn't even have success in freaking Texas, Texas Tech. Tech. Yeah. 
Uh, anyways, just shaking right, our heads. Just shaking yeah. our heads. Let, let's get to some Packers stuff because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know this is a nonsense. That's what it is. Non- so my favorite moment of the week was mine's too. I saw it too. You saw it. Time. Okay, yes. so Aaron, Aaron gets on I and says, it. Hey, "I got nothing against Rappaport and Schefter, but they're not. They don't know shit." And it's like <laughs> I was like, "What?" It's like, well, we've been talking. We've been saying the exact same thing for as long as anybody will listen. And yep. here's and I and I think. This is where, unfortunately, this is kind of where media goes, right? It's like, yes. And, and I think Adam Schefter to me is a genius because he has mastered, and I'm, and, and I'm being dead serious. I'm not saying okay. this in any malicious way. Okay. He has mastered the art of, and sometimes he has breaking information, but he has mastered the art of saying absolutely not. Like he'll take an entire segment and I the, get what and you're the saying. pace at which he talks and the things that he says absolutely nothing it's like me saying he'll say the packers could trade aaron Rodgers to the jets the packers could also take the hit on aaron Rodgers' money and pay him for and pay him 50 million dollars this year sources say they could do either that's it that's that's just what he and it's like it took 30 seconds the guy's a machine. The guy's a magician. I, yeah. I, I honestly have nothing but respect for him. And I think he to has broke a, he's broke a lot of stories. But ever since he broke the story on on Rodgers during the draft and kind of hijacked the draft with, with what turned yes. out to be some not 100% yes, true I information, that. That I kind of lost cool. time for it. So I like that he came out and just said, stop listening to these guys. This is ridiculous. Yes. Stop it. Make some Think on your own. You got a brain. Use it. Basically. Here's, here's the real question. Will Joe Barry okay? Because we hired Joe. We Joe Barry's still there. Yeah. Vic Fangio is who's it? You know, Joe Barry's running Vic Fangio's off or defense. Mm-hmm. Um. Who else? Who else was an opportunity this year uh, for defensive coordinators? Uh, Flores. Flores. Uh, um, the the guy they just sent over from uh, Denver, who's going to be the Commanders guy. Um, yep. Is Barry going to continue to use? The soft zone coverage, okay, rush four. Um, when we have seven first-round picks, like there's He's kind saying. of two ways to do business in the NFL right now, right? Yes. There's kind of the Vic Fangio model where you play a lot of cover two shell you and you show late, right? So you're, you're playing six, you're playing eight, you're playing four, you're playing two, but you, and you rotate safeties, but you're trying to hold that as long as possible. But at the base of it, you're doing two things. One, you're trying to keep the deep passes you're trying to keep everything underneath in front of you, yep. which is obviously what the Packers have been doing. That's the zone. Yep. And two, you're trying to limit the amount of rushing yards a team can get by only playing six in the box. Which I mean, I'm, I'm describing the Packers' defense because this is where it comes from. What that does allow for is, in, in positive ways, is like you see against Justice Jefferson. They have built-in double-team and bracket coverages when you go three-by-one, when you mm-hmm. want to isolate a certain player. Like, all of that's baked into that system. Anybody who wants to learn more about that system, literally type in Vic Fangio's defensive coverages into, into the Google machine, and you mm-hmm. can learn, like, all you want and more about them. But when you look at our defense, because the other thing they do is on the line of scrimmage, he kind of created what's called a gap and a half, right? So we used to have guys that shoot shoot the gap. Like you look at the Jets right now, Robert Salah, you look at the Pete Carroll defenses. Mm-hmm. They shoot gaps, right? They attack single high safety, shoot gaps, penetrate. Then you look at like the old, the original 3-4 teams. Bill Belichick's teams were these. They were two gapping. So they would have three guys. Yeah, and they, it was, I remember that. This is Tony Saragusa. This is Sam Adams. Yep. <clears throat> we're not allowing you to get to the linebackers, right? Because we're going to try to take two. And we're really just trying to read and hold you in position. Mm-hmm. These guys play what we call gap and a half. We see Kenny Clark do this as well as anybody else in the league, even though it's not a foolproof defense. But you're basically trying to attack your gap, but you're extending your back arm so you can always play back half of, of the of the oh, offensive oh, lineman and mm-hmm. play back on the cutback. And you're yep. essentially trying to say that these two guys can take these three gaps, and that just tries you know to to keep those linebackers clean. And yeah. it's not easy to do. And you have to have the right personnel to do it. And that's why they bring in a Devontae Wyatt last year, first round draft pick. They're hoping he can develop into that guy, right? Right. But for me, it's like when I look at that defense, you look at your personnel, is that what we're you saw some you saw some success later in the season when we talk about Minnesota specifically. But knowing Rashawn Gary's gonna be back. Yeah. Knowing that Eric Stokes is gonna be back healthy. 
You have seven first-round picks on defense. You now have you have two guys that can play at a high level, or at least Quay's going to develop into a high-level linebacker. Yep. Are, shouldn't should we change the demeanor of our defense to to mimic what or to to uh, mirror what we have from a talent standpoint? Hundred percent. Like I mean, every team in the NFL, all thirty-one teams mm-hmm. that know the Packers, they know what they got in that defensive backfield, but they also know that you know Joe Barry is not utilizing them like you just mentioned. I mean, if you got first rounders across your defensive backfield, that means I'm playing a lot of man press, and then I'm gonna disguise stuff to then trick the quarterback and the offense because then I could get away with holding on to um, the number one receiver because I got a number one defensive back on him, you know, or I got yeah. a number two, you know, slot um, defensive back to cover your slot guy. I can match up. There's no matchup problem, so you can let loose and showing blitzes and and then doing certain things that the Patriots do. With half the talent you know they run the same type of defense it's just they are disciplined they don't have the first rounders they'll have third and fifth and seventh rounders playing a man press defense but they're staying disciplined to their to what they what the rules are of the defense they don't go outside of that but green bay has the talent to do that to go outside of the, some of the rules and break them and still get away with covering uh, a number one receiver um, out on the outside and a number one slot on the inside when you run, when you run a more single high, when you're a little more aggressive, there's a couple of things that can. Well, I mean, first of all, we're running all this this two shell. We have tons of communication issues. That's kind of like that's one problem. Right. It's it's problem number one because you're running a lot of that stuff. And yeah, granted, you're trying to you're trying to hide a lot of these coverages, mm-hmm. but you're running a lot of that stuff. It should take care of a lot of the communication problems because you have guys at different levels that can see. When yeah. it's single high, you don't necessarily have that as easily. While running single high because you have a safety down, you got more to guys in the box towards the line of scrimmage. You can now fire off. You can fire your guns off the, off the edges a little bit more. Yeah, you can create yeah. a little more of a pressure defense, more advantageous situations. And knowing that, like you said, these first round draft picks can pick up the guys on the back end. The hallmark of a good coach though, or a good coaching staff is that you don't bring in guys and say, you have to, you have to fit our system. You've already chosen who you've brought in. Like they've already drafted and brought all these guys as free agents. Mm-hmm. So now it's the coach's responsibility to mold their defensive philosophy around who they have in the building. Exactly. Like, let's give our examples. I'm I'm a 295 pound left guard. They're not going to sit there and ask me to run five step drop back the entire game. They're just like it don't make any sense. Mm-mm. Like do so. Hey, the kid can move. Move the kid. Right. Yeah. You're 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 a you're a good receiver. You're a great running back. They're not going to ask you to be the this multi-purpose guy where you're going to catch more passes than you run. Like you're not mm-hmm. you're, you're you're an all-down back, but you're not an, you're not in the in the sense of uh, like a Ladamian Tomlinson who might have just as many receptions as he did carries in a game. It's right. a different style. You play to the style of your athletes, and, exactly. and that's what a, that's what a great coach does. I'll be interested to see what kind of a, they have to make some adjustments. I'll be interested. They to see have what to. They are. Yeah, they have to, you know, and that's going to be determined by a draft and a free agency coming up. We'll see where that goes. Aaron Rodgers, the, <clears throat> the one team that keeps coming up is the Jets. Yes. And I was just, I was just thinking to myself, like, I wonder, I wonder if the Jets are, are a better fit than the Packers. Like you look at the team, like team by team. So let's, let's go through the real quick five minutes. Let's go through the roster. Okay. Yeah. Offensive. Okay. First of all, they got the, the, they got Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson, offense yep. and defensive rookies. Defense, of the year. yep. I was about to say defensive rookie of the year, okay. right there. Yeah, uh, Elijah Moore, Braxton Berrios, uh, Jeff Smith, Denzel Mims, wide wide receiver group's pretty good. Yeah, we could call it even if you want. Corey Davis is he yeah. still there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry, Corey's still there. Yep. So let's call that even. Now here's where it gets interesting, right? Because we do have David Bakhtiari. We don't know his health. We don't know the situation. We don't know what they're going to even do really this year. I mean, I assume they're going to keep right. him because the cap number doesn't really make a lot of sense if, to not keep him. But if they're all healthy, Makai Becton, who's a mammoth, Lakin Tomlinson has been a great guard in this league for a number of years now. Uh, they'll probably they might get a new center, but it could be Dan. It could be uh, the kid Dan Feeney from the uh, from the Chargers. But here's they have Elijah Vera Tucker, George Fant. Max Mitchell, like for right tackle, they have a, they have some mm-hmm. guys on that offense. They have at least three guys that could start on this team. Right. Okay. I mean, so yep. offensive line, they have three guys that could start on this team. They got uh, uh, CJ Zuma, Tyler Conklin, 
let's say tight. We neither team has tight ends right now. They're both kind of looking for that guy. But but Tyler Conklin's a good player. CJ Zuma's made some catches in this league. Mm-hmm. Uh, quarterback situation. You know, it's like right now you got yeah. Lover, Zach, Zach Wilson, right? But <laughs> right. Listen, it's now it's now your position. Yeah. Brees well, Hall is legit. Coming back. I can't wait. Yeah. I can't that wait. He was legit. He was all pro his rookie year. Agreed. When I, oh, my God. He it, it, until he got hurt, he was all pro. Exactly. He was all pro, pro and, bowling. And we love our guys. We love our guys. Yes. And they only have one. Right, the other guys aren't as good. Like they're they're Ty Johnson, guy, he got a little something, you know. But he's not AJ Dillon. Like no. if you're looking at one and oh yeah, one, you know about, what I'm yeah. saying. Oh, but, yeah. but but to me, Brees Hall is at the minimum, at the minimum on par with Aaron Jones. Yeah, is that fair? That's fair, hundred percent. Defensively, their performance is not even close to. I mean, they're 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 a top ten defense, but yeah. John Franklin Myers, first round pick, Jermaine Johnson from last year. Bryce Huff, Quinnen Williams, all pro Quinnen Williams. He's a right? problem. Nathan Shepard, Carl Lawson, who was just coming. So Carl Lawson was the biggest free agent pickup the year before, but unfortunately he blew out his knee. He was coming up from Cincinnati, and I'm yeah. telling you, bro, I watch this guy all the time. He is a problem. He was just coming back this year from that ACL. Wait till next year. He is a problem. Michael Clemens, Vinny Curry. Quincy Williams at linebacker, C.J. Mosley at linebacker, Hall yeah. of Fame caliber player, C.J. Yes, Mosley, Quan Alexander, who came out and just balled coming out of New Orleans last year. And now, dude, D.J. Reed, Jordan Whitehead, Sauce, Michael Carter II. I mean, do they got – that team is stacked. They have a Super Bowl defense. Yes, Even in I that agree. division, they got a Super Bowl defense. They literally look like they're one player away from, from going – deep in that yeah AFC. And, that, and that player might be on offense being quarterback <laughs> so yeah be that i don't quarterback. know man like if, yeah, I'm, yeah. if i'm sitting there because everyone's like ah raiders this that like dude the jets are legit like you look at that roster the jets the yeah. raiders don't have that defense yeah and the proof of the pudding with salah you know he's one of them coaches he he demands high excellence mm-hmm. and and discipline and tackling and being physical offensively and defensively. I love, I love watching that guy. I love yeah. watching him when he was a quarterback. He was a cool, the Niners on the sideline, man. He just yeah. looks like, he just, you're like, dude, I want to play for that guy. Like, you know what right. I mean? And he was that dude when we were with the Texans. You know, him, yeah. him as a coach, I, you know, me, we would just have certain conversations and he'll come up to me in practice. He'd be like, AG. He said, dude, he said, why do you, are you trying to really hurt people when you run it in practice? I said, no, I'm just getting ready for Saturday. He said, I like that. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I'm just getting ready for the weekend, man, for Sundays, for Monday nights. He's like, okay, I like that. Keep doing it. I'm like, all right, thanks. I will. <laughs> one of the big questions this year, uh, just to wrap this thing up, one of the big questions yeah. this year with, with the Packers in particular, we talked about the tight end position of the Jets, but you know, Robert Tunyon is coming off that ACL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he made a lot of strides this year, becoming a more complete tight end. And I'm, yeah. I, I became a fan of his. Um, but I don't know if, if the Packers should get him back or Joe will try to if, if they can find a real star. And there's there's a couple free agents out there yeah, you know, for my money that are that are, are really, really good players. Dalton Schultz, I don't know if he gets out of Dallas. He was Ooh. only twenty six years old, but Ooh. he's a No, they ain't letting him go. He's a do. guy that can do everything at that position. He's a he's a really good, complete five tool tight end. Oh. Um uh, Evan Ingram. Yeah, Evan Ingram. Yeah. You know, he, he's you just have another receiver. He was a good player, and he was a good player last year. Um, but he's, he's more of a receiving tight end. He's a really, really athletic guy. Hayden Hurst is going to be a free agent. I think since he keeps Hayden Hurst, he has had some injury history. Yeah. Um, I like Irv Smith from Minnesota. I don't think we bring in Irv Smith. Uh, some of these other guys. Oh, the other other two guys that I was thinking of, and then I realized how they're they're a little bit older, but. Jordan Akins and O.J. Howard in Houston, yeah. they both had good years where you could see them developing over the course of the year, and they're both big dudes. Uh, I think, in particular, O.J. Howard, I think he's like 6'5", 250. That, that, he's, he's no slouch, and he can, no, he's not. he can run block. He throws his body around. He can catch some passes. So there's some guys out there. Austin Hooper's a guy named that you hear all the time. He's more of a receiving guy as well. But there's some guys out there that can play. Um, if I was the Green Bay Packers, I would be looking at one of these. There's some tight ends coming up in the draft that are, you know, 6'5", 250, 6'5", mm-hmm. 260, running four sevens, running four sixes. I would be excited about guys like Sam Laporta out of, out of uh, Iowa, that Luke Musgrave kid, Oregon State mm. guy. Yep, and then yep. there's one, there's a kid, I forgot his name, but he's uh, the Notre Dame first. He's, you know, I think he's going to be a first-round draft pick. What's his name? Uh, Michael Mayer. 
he just looks the part. I mean, they just look like, oh, old school Gronk style tight ends, like guys right. that, can, that can pass Mark, block. Mark Bavaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> to bring up a name, I would love to get one of those guys in here. Um, but you know, if like Tony, it's like if Tony put on ten pounds, he fully committed to being a blocker. Like you know, that ACL thing—you never know how people react from that. Like he didn't have yeah. he didn't have the statistical year that he wanted, certainly. But um, the the fact that I thought he made a ton of strides and like trying to develop and improve his game, like you you almost like you kind of almost want to bring him back. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the, how many other good solutions there's going to be on the free agent market as well. Yeah, just with the tight end position, you got to just recognize you got to understand that play. Well, I say players got to understand that. Yeah, you see Travis Kelsey doing what he's doing. Um, but you see guys like the guy we always talked about on our show, uh, Mercedes Lewis, mm-hmm. you know, doing what he's done with the run game. And they got a, players coming in, free agents, you know, going to a new team and college players coming, you know, college tight ends coming up. They got to understand, like you said, five tool tight end. You can't just be a, a guy who comes off the backfield or comes off the line of scrimmage catching balls. You got to be able to help the offensive line, help your run game as well. Block and seriously block. Don't just have commit to a block where you just throw a shoulder in there. Learn how to use your hands inside. Learn how to make sure you talk with your tackles or whoever you're, you're lined up next to and say, all right, how are we going to handle this block if we get a, a wide nine or a tight, you know, tight or or even, you know, what, how are we going to handle that block so then we can give help the running game? So have those conversations to know, okay, this is where a team will look at you and be like, all right, yeah, he he's about that life. He's about the run game life, and then we could catch the ball. He could catch the ball and do things down the football field. All right, last question of the day. Yeah. So- Season's over. We made a lot of proclamations on this show this year. And I was trying to think of what my biggest miss was. What was your biggest miss? Man, I don't know. What, what thing you just go like, boy, I, I really screwed that one up. I, I, I think I know what mine I, I think I know what mine was. You want to hear it? Yeah. Go ahead. Give me some time so, to think. So the fr- week one, we played Minnesota. Yeah. And I said, listen, Daniil Hunter – and uh, Z are gonna, they're gonna do their thing. They're good Correct. players. Yeah. But I did not think their interior line was going to give us trouble, and right. they crushed us. They crushed mm. us in the run game. They pushed yeah. us in the passing game. Their interior defensive line, um, they played at a, at a much higher level than I was ready for. Mm-hmm. And I think they, sh- I think they shocked the the offense in general. With the way that they kind of ate up our guards and, t- and center. Yeah, um, I'll say my biggest miss. Uh, thinking about it, I'll say probably what would be Aaron and his leadership and how it, it would it would come into the player, how the players would take it. Mm-hmm. I would think I will. I, I was thinking they would take it easy because he's a leader. He's been a part of this team. He's been successful, but as we saw, it didn't quite go that route. <laughs> you could tell yeah. the other players were either offended or like, bro, don't talk to me like that. You know, it was one of those two ways because you could see through the to that do that lull they had of that five game losing streak that Aaron started one direction, say like, let me try this out, let me point guys out, let me point guys out in the media, let me say this to the media or Pac McAfee show, whatever, and then guys versus were responding in their way. If it was in the locker room, if it was on the field. And that's what that's part of the reason of that law. But then towards the end of the season, they individually figured it out. But it wasn't because of Aaron. It's because those players, Watson, uh, Romeo Dobbs and other young players is like, you know what? We got to figure it out. We got to do what we need to do for us. And then then Aaron and us all started clicking together to get to that position, almost getting to the playoffs. You're making a really compelling case for him not to be there. Right. I mean, I'm not trying to do that, but yeah, I mean, no, you I mean, see that's, that. That's what that, right? Because because what you're what I'm hearing from you is they the star quarterback was complaining that the the guys that he was playing with were not prepared. Yep. And at some point, somebody else has to like they could be all fed up with that and they don't want to hear it, or you right. know, it's aired. They got to do whatever. But at some point, they did play better. And what you're what it sounds like is that somebody else probably, whether it was leaders in those rooms, whether it was a Mercedes Lewis, whether it was an assistant coach, right. stepped in and got those guys ready to play. And whoever that person is or those group of people, whether it's Correct. Aaron Jones, whether it's Mercedes, whether it's Randall Cobb, somebody, those yeah. people are probably the glue now. Correct. Maybe more so than... you know, Or, or, or they took it upon themselves. Or, it was, or it was Jordan Love. 
Because Aaron, Aaron, jo- Aaron Jones came out at the Super Bowl and mm. was like, "Dude, I will ride with Jordan Love. I'm ready. He's he's ready to play." And we and have not a- we have not heard a definitive from a guy like an Aaron Jones standing. They told me, "Oh yeah, you can play." But he was like, "Nope, we're go. We would be just fine with him. He can come. Yeah. Out, he can come out and play." And I, I would probably say the same thing because as players, we know this. When we're in that, we're in that situation. Mm-hmm. It's like you know what? I'm gonna ride with who wants to ride with me. You know, if I understand That's Aaron, it. you know, if Aaron is doing his thing, you know, much respect to him. Do his dark, his darkness uh, process. Would he you say, to... though, regardless, what what if he wasn't what if he wasn't ready? What if you're just wouldn't, wouldn't it be easier just to be like, wouldn't it be easier just to be like, yeah, you know, if he's got to play next year, like we're all going to step up and make it happen for him. He would because he was like, no, no, he's like, we're good. Yeah, he's Aaron Jones to, to love, right. To yeah, love. yeah. Or about love, right? About love. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'd rather do that because why? It's a definite, and and he and he has the buy-in, and he wants to be there, mm-hmm. and and not, nothing. I'm not talking ill of Aaron if Aaron Aaron is doing him, mm-hmm. but that there is no um, there's no security. There is no like hard evidence of we him wanting page. Right? Yeah. If you want to turn the page, go right ahead, Aaron. If you want to go to Jets, you want to toy around with going to Oakland or whatever in those conversations, go right ahead. You doing you, but you know what? Somebody that we know that wants to be here that I've seen practice, I practice with them over and over. You know what? I'm gonna ride with him if that's the case, no problem. Because this is this the business, and this is how we gotta roll. I gotta have my mind ready for that. I think you got me convinced. Yeah, I think you got me convinced. And that's why I love AJ, Aaron, and AJ Dillon because those guys, those are the one two group in the room that kept their same path the whole season. You know, and regardless performance wise, performance wise, yeah. it did yeah. not waver. You didn't. Yeah, right. Why? If you just watched the run game, you wouldn't have thought the season went the way it went because mm-hmm. they were still producing even when they had their tough games, mm-hmm. you know, fumbles or lost, you know, didn't get a whole bunch of yardage. They still were working. You didn't hear no complaining from them. Like, hey, look, I got to do this better. I got to do that better. I need to do that. It was all about me. You know, Aaron, about, Jones, you know, Aaron Jones at any point during this year could have been like, I should probably get in the ball more. Yeah, it never right? did. Not and never, once. And he never Not does. Once. And he never, never does. does. He puts on that goddamn sombrero and those macho man glasses. <laughs> and I just I fall in love with them all over again. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And those are the guys you want on the team. And so that's going to help whoever is back there quarterbacking. That's going to help you get right along with the guys coming back on defense. AG, let everybody yep. know where they can find you. Man, you can find me back on Twitter, Amon Green 30 on one word, and that's also Instagram. So, Mike, you don't have to worry about all the, the letters and words, but I'll mention you can Good find me on TikTok uh, at Amon Green's Gamers Lounge on TikTok as well. So let everybody know, Mike, where they can find you. Yeah, man, Mike Wall 68 on Twitter and uh, TikTok process to perform on Instagram. Everybody, check out that Gamers Lounge, man. It's fun to it's a fun watch. If you're, uh, I don't even know what the hell I'm looking at, but I still enjoy it. <laughs> hey, we're teaching the people not how. Don't get hacked, basically. (laughs) See you, bro. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.